Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. I like uh, it was a little change of pace there. I like AJ trying to predict when he needed right. to say what's up. I really like that a lot, actually. That was really good. That was a good bit. Welcome into episode number one billion of jobbing out. I can't think of any reason why we would go with that number for this week. I am Glenn Clark. He is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. AJ. AJ Francis of the uh, New York football giants and now media superstar AJ Francis. Now that he's up in New York, we see him popping up everywhere, Um, which uh, which is very cool. We're happy for you. And uh, I know you got a a lot of people like SB Nation Radio plugged uh, uh, this show. I appreciate that. I missed that one. Um, A lot of people have been plugging the show, so I appreciate all that. That's good news for us. Yeah, they're trying to get me on Busted Open. Oh, damn, dude. I would love if that happened. I would love that. Give Bubba Ray to come on with us. That's the important part. We need to make that happen as well. Um, all right. So we've got a lot to do this week. Later on in the program, Joe Coff is going to join us. Joe Coff is the COO of Ring of Honor Wrestling, and we're going to talk to him not just about Ring of Honor, obviously. There's a lot going on with Ring of Honor. They're coming back to town with the best in the world. Uh, they're bringing Dojo to Baltimore, which is amazing. We're going to talk about a lot of that stuff. But we're also just going to talk about the wrestling industry because it's been a pretty significant week for the wrestling industry. Ha- has it? Yeah, you might have heard. So we'll talk about that stuff with Joe Koff, the COO of Ring of Honor, a little bit later on. And we will get into what happened on Raw and SmackDown, and um, we'll do all that, I assure you. But holy effing S. If I had told you, AJ, what, how, when you came back to being a wrestling watcher, how old were you? Uh, 21. Okay. How old were you when you stopped watching? 15. Okay. All right. Aaron, you've been a wrestling fan your entire life. You never had a phase where you, you know, you, you've been a nerd the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a phase myself where I sort of you know, you went out. I, mean, I went from like small kid, you know, ducked out right. around the age of Well, like you 11. said you ducked out around the attitude era. Right. It was unbelievable. And then I right. came back in high school. Um, at any point in your life as a wrestling fan, would you have believed that professional wrestling was going to air weekly on a network television broadcast platform at the cost of $1 billion for that network to air said show? I mean, you tell me 98, maybe when, you know, when they were making the big deal about, oh, look at Raw and Nitro yeah, getting maybe. better ratings than football. But yeah, not after that. Holy S, man. I cannot believe this is happening. 
Um, so yeah, that's the story this week. We, after we had speculated, hey, why is it that NBC is going all in on Raw and paying so much money to just have Raw? Because they don't have $2.5 billion to spread not, around. They are not getting SmackDown. SmackDown is headed to Fox, and this was the part that we couldn't figure out during is the- Is it going to Fox? It's going though. to Fox that's, Fox. That is the-, the yeah. Things can change. This is 18 months off in the future. Things can change. But right now, from what we know, it is $200 million a year for five years on Fox, yes. F-O-X, capital Fox. Not Fox Sports 1. On Fridays. Not FX, not FXX. Yes. On Fridays? On, on Fridays. Friday nights on Fox. Oh, uh, that sucks. Yeah, I don't like that part of it. Well, from from a, I hate, I hated the pay-per-view Raw it, SmackDown right, it weeks. Does, it does separate things a little bit if you got, you know, if you watched NXT on Saturday night, pay-per-view does Sunday it? night. Well, yeah. I mean, it just goes to the next week, essentially. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're, if you're all over. Yeah, yeah. But I, my thing is I have a way easier time booking off two hours on Tuesday night than I do on Friday. That's true. That's like, right, yeah. yeah, you're going to be at Star Wars this Friday night. You're going to be at, you no, know. I'm like, going to be at Star Wars Thursday night. Get it right. Oh, yeah. That's well, a good point. You, know. you are. Yeah, sure. But Deadpool, whatever it is. And you're you, not. My, by the way, my wife is very oh, angry when she saw I'm, your post. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not a Star Wars guy. It's what it is. I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going with my wife on Friday night. It's just not my thing. I don't make fun of it. It's not like I make fun of Star Wars. It's just not my thing. Okay. It's all right. Everybody's allowed yeah, to have I mean, their things. The world needs ditch diggers too, Eric. Correct. <laughs> and I am a fantastic slouch, and I appreciate you telling me that. Um, look, I am I'm blown away. It, it's it's not that I'm blown away because I don't think it is it's practical. If you're Fox, Friday night Friday, is not and, and it makes perfect sense on Friday night, right. by the way. If you're Fox, it's not the best TV night of the week. But you think that you can demand that there's going to be an audience that's built in no matter what every Friday night. Presuming that the programming is live, and that's part of this that we haven't gotten to. I think it is imperative that you keep it live. They're, they're not paying that much money for a taped program. And I do tend to agree with that. I think it's it's as much as it's – yeah, look, again, a billion dollars is a big no- – but it's a billion dollars over five years, and it's not like other TV shows that where you only get 12 or 20 live episodes during the course. They're 12 or 20 first-run episodes. You're getting a new episode every week. You're getting 52 live episodes – of a television program in a way that makes it more valuable than football, right? Like football, you only get for football season. The rest of the year, you got to play Bundesliga matches on on Sundays or whatever. Um, you're getting it all year. You're getting a guaranteed built-in audience. Maybe not ever going to be you know the biggest, highest-rated show of the week or something like that. But you're getting a guaranteed audience every Friday night. You got to pay a lot of money for it. But on the Fox perspective, I get it. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for them, and I think it speaks to the value of professional wrestling right now and also probably speaks to why the WWE doesn't really give a shit about the fact that you don't like Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like, it, we could go so many different directions in this. I hey, 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 all you idiot wrestling fans that said Roman Reigns is ruining WWE, huh? Yeah. Suck a I, I mean, this is the ultimate check mark to, like, the, the ultimate cowboy to any time we have a booking, and we're going to get into some booking questions later. Oh, yeah, guess what? Who cares about that? Cause a billion dollars! Here's, here's the amazing thing about this. The business, on, on the program side, just when you're looking at wrestling, WWE as programming, has never been worse. Like, attendance is going down. Viewership is going down. Merchandise sales is going down. But that's, but this and, is and the that's part that th- we don't talk about. And, and this, is the, this really is and this is a bigger sphere, because it's yes. not just pro wrestling. This is the football argument. This is the baseball argument. Everything is going down because there have never been more well, options is, is for the mar- consumer. Are, are, are like merch sales going down? Like we're talking about yes, every aspect every, because everything has more options. There are more options for you in your world than there ever have been before yeah. across the board. Everything. For example, Aaron, 
five years ago, if I wanted a sick DX jacket or I wanted a sick Razor Ramon jacket, I'd have to buy it from WWE.com. Right. Currently, Chalkline sends them to me. Fair. That's uh, yeah. everything has been diluted. Everything yes. in the world has been diluted because of access. Access yes. is a good thing. We're all yes. happy as consumers. But for every business, there is no business that hasn't had. And I'm not saying there aren't businesses that have succeeded. Except Amazon. But right, right correct. Because we're, we're, we're talking about right. entertainment here. Right. In Sports the and enter- entertainment. In the entertainment world, there is no business that hasn't been right. impacted somehow, some way in the last few years. Not just because of the economy. The economy is part of it. It's part, the economy is also added to this. But also the sheer number right. of options is greater than it has ever been before correct. in every aspect. Right. All I'm saying is it, it's crazy that, you know, including revenue. Revenue is going down for WWE programming and, and all of that. But it doesn't matter because from a business perspective, WWE has never been better. It's, How could they be? It's unbelievable. It's, it's at a point where, you know, with these TV right deals, TV rights now completely blow pay-per-views out of the water. It is at a point where, you know, if we want to really go crazy with this, pay-per-view should be used to set up TV because TV is more important. I, these, are the, these are the questions. This is where it's going to come back to us as wrestling fans. And these are going to be where we're going to have topicality here. Because what you just brought up is not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. When you're paying a billion dollars for a TV show, you better be doing big-ass things on that TV show. And I guess that's going to lead me into a couple of questions that I'm going to have. I'm going to start with wording it this way. AJ, I'll start with you. Are you at all worried that when a network pays a billion dollars to air a television program, that what comes after that is them saying, oh, by the way, we're going to need to have some say in this as well? Say that again? You- Okay. Cut out a little bit. Okay. So what what I'm saying is when a network says we're going to spend a bi- we're going to give you a billion dollars for your TV show. Are you at all worried as a wrestling fan that the follow up to that is then but by the way for that billion dollars we're also going to need to have some say in what you guys do as a company. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm expecting that uh the conservative wing of Fox to ruin SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, like it's, it's right to censor like, comes back I, I, on television. I fully expect Jinder Mahal to be the WWE champion on SmackDown for a very long time once that moves over to Fox, because it'll be easy for them to make um, plot lines and everybody and, hates it, right? Yeah, and yeah, Fox, yeah. and the Fox bring, bring back Muhammad Hassan, having a brown guy to boot. You know, you know. Now, let's be fair. Fox is bigger than just Fox News. But you ain't wrong. <laughs> but you ain't wrong. Hey, quick question. Does Fox own Fox News? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep, correct. And they're also the network that's uh, getting rid of all their good TV shows so they can bring on Tim Allen's TV show. Correct. Yeah, they're also doing correct. that for what it's worth. Um, and that, to me, that's part of this, right? What is the say? Do they get do, – does, does Fox as part of a bill – again, a billion dollars – does Fox get to turn around to the WWE and say, yeah, here's the thing. Um, we now demand this person, this person, and this person to be on our show. This person has to be the but, champion. But when NBC Universal is paying presumably even more for Raw. I don't know if that part is true. We, I, everything I've seen, the, the tendency, again, we don't know because that actually still seems to be in negotiations. And yes. Fox, especially after u- losing UFC, might try to get Raw as well. Um, there se- the, the assumption seems to be that it's probably going to be if they got 200 200 million we're looking at 250 plus for raw it seems to be the numbers that are being thrown around those are a lot less concrete there doesn't have to be the specific report but that seems to be the the rumored number at least is around 250 um look i 
I do think this is a question that we're going to have to deal with. And I look, if they give you the WWE, part of this deal has to be you've got to give us the – you've got to believe that we know what we're doing, right? right? Like you can't – we will not allow you to micromanage the decisions that we're making from a booking standpoint on the show. Now, you might say, hey, look, look at the ratings for this week. Could you make sure that you put – you know, insert this name is an, You know, this is sweeps week here. We need this to happen. The other question is, should WWE start thinking about there being more championship matches on television? Should WWE start thinking about, you know, we, we've seen, I, I, I complained that the last pay-per-view felt like Raw, right? Or the end of the last pay-per-view felt like Raw. It just felt like another wrestling show. But should we get to that point? Should it be at a point where they prioritize television is the most valuable thing to us? And what happens on Friday night is now more valuable. It's tough because they also want you to buy their network subscription. Um, but they're also putting plenty of content on the network beyond just the pay-per-views. The pay-per-views might be the reason why you bought the network. But there are plenty of people that bought the network for the pay-per-views and find themselves watching the ridiculous amounts of other content that are available there. Should there be more of a balance between television and pay-per-views as far as the significance of each and every show? Uh. If you want to, from a business perspective, I, I don't think there's a question. The most valuable thing to WWE right now are the TV rights, without question. They are making way more money off the TV rights than they are off of the WWE network, off of pay-per-views, with the exception of WrestleMania, of course. Um, so if you're looking at it from that, then yeah, they need to do everything they can to make sure that the next time these, you know, in five years when we're talking the contracts again, it's even bigger. Right. I, I don't mean, know. If, I just don't know if cable will matter in five years. Right. Or have we have we all completely pulled the plug at that point? Yeah. That that's why. I, to me, the biggest thing that comes from this is the fact that I don't have to. I don't have to care about the opinions of any non Roman Reigns person ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that's really all that AJ. That's heard. all that. That's, that's his, all that AJ he heard. Here's one right? billion dollars. Oh right? man! All, all he heard was "fuck all y'all." Fuck all y'all. And it's so funny. Hey, I remember last week when we were talking about when uh, people were talking about how the All In show was definitely gonna, like going to give WWE some competition. Right. Well, I mean, nothing can compete with a billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> There is no competing with that in the world. Um, I, look, I, I have trepidations. And, and the funny thing is I have trepidations about WWE. There's some argument that, like, maybe it's a good thing that they have to answer to someone, right? Like, maybe that there I are – But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will also give Fox credit, okay? Now, Fox News is um, yes, uh, we, we, just yes. the worst thing ever. It's, <laughs> it's Satan on Earth. But – the good thing is Fox does have shows like Family Guy that not only talk shit about Republicans and all testing, but it talks shit about Fox. Yeah, that's true. No, I they mean, do. Fox, so, you know, Fox so has they, Empire. Like, Empire is like not exactly do. what you would think of as a typical no, Fox. I, yeah. look, Fox as a company probably does a few more things that are conservative leaning. But but it's leaning. It's not. They've also Fox been. News. Look, it's like everybody else. They're trying to reach as many human beings as they possibly can. Correct. Um, I don't think that in any world Fox is going to come in and demand. I think they want a family product. I do think they want that, but I think that's what the WWE wants to give anymore. I think they want a product that can reach the largest potential group of peaceful people that's possible. I think that once upon a time, reaching males 25 to 54 was considered so valuable that, you know, you'll take on some adult content in that process. 
now it's sort of evened out, right? Like, yeah, we want males 25 to 54, but can we have them and also have women watch? Can we get males 25 to 54 without having to constantly have chicks in their underwear on? You know what I mean? Like, right. And that's what WWE has been able to do. They haven't really lost males 25 to 54. And, for them, well, I mean, it, let's it, be fair. Every episode of Raw and SmackDown does have chicks in their underwear. That is true. They still, yeah. But it, no not, more bra and panties matches. Right, not like that. Correct. It's, <laughs> well, it's a I different. Mean, yes. I mean, I know. It's, we, if you we look get at a bra and panties match and you look like Sasha Banks ring attire. <laughs> I, I, mean, I understand. They're still very, very. Look, there's also dudes in their underwear, correct. frankly. Yeah, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's more dudes with banana hammocks than anything. I'm just saying. Right, yeah. right. Now, they've been able. what they've been able to do is broaden it. So instead of only giving you 25 to 54-year-old males, They've been also able to find something that works for, and that's that's what Fox wants. Yeah, Fox wants it for that. They reason. want, and and the interesting thing, the the average age has gone up over the past decade of, of viewers for WWE, and I think that's better for Fox. They want that demo. They well, that's the, just common sense that that's happened. Well, it, part of it is that you grow up with you grow up, but right. you're not you're not getting the people filling in like you used to. It used to be fairly balanced, but for this, it's just simply it goes up and up and up to being that Raw is as far as these prime time shows is one of the older skewing uh, shows. No, no, but what I'm saying is, twenty years ago was the peak of wrestling, right? So, so now twenty years later, you're going to get people that are still watching because they started. That's during true the too. Peak of yeah, that's true too. That's a good point. Uh, Look, I, I think the, fast, the the couple of fascinating things, if truly this ends up being two different networks, if it ends up being USA for Monday nights and, and Fox for Friday nights, we talked about this and we talked about this hypothetically. Are, is this a complete left-hand, right-hand thing? Is this a two different networks airing these two different shows? There's no more crossover matches. There's no more Brock Lesnar appearing on both shows, John Cena appearing on both shows. It's just... It's essentially almost two separate companies. Different booking teams, different writing teams, if we assume that the network has at least some say in it, more or less. Right, because it was understandable when you had both of them on USA, right? Like, it's not even, it's not really even awkward to have them work with each other. Correct. But you got one show on one network, one show on another network. I and imagine, both of them paying a ton of money right, for that. I imagine that, like, Fox has got to say, we've got to have exclusivity. NBC's got to be saying, we've got to have exclusivity. I wonder what it means for the future of co-branded pay-per-views. I wonder if they just say, hey, look, you're not going to be promoting a pay-per-view and promoting another network's show and another network's talent on our network on a Friday night. You're not going to come on on Friday night and say, hey, and tune in on Sunday for, you know, uh, for, for Battleground to see you know, the guys that, that are on another network. I mean, we, that's insane. Why would we let you do that on a Friday night? I got to think there have to be some changes coming if that's the way this end thing ends up playing out. Um, as you pointed out, could it be that by this time next year, Fox has decided, well, we want Raw 2 and we're going to put it on FX or we're going to put it on Fox Sports 1 or whatever we're going to do with that? Yeah, that's that's a possibility as well. They could decide to go down that route and then they would both you know, go to the same network again. I think that NBC has demonstrated they find Raw to be very valuable. They want to them. that cornerstone for USA. Correct. And so I think that's something they're going to look to keep doing. But I do think these are all conversations that are going to have to be had and they're going to have to be hammered out. Again, ultimately, I think we would all agree it's it's good for us as a wrestling fan that wrestling is so valuable. That's got to be a good thing. Yes, if you if your biggest concern about a wrestling fan is I I want my opinion to matter the most. I've got terrible news for you. It never, it never did. did. It never will. And this is only going to make it worse, as we pointed out. And AJ's right. If you're if you're bitching about Roman Reigns, you might as well just crawl into a hole at this point because no one gives a shit. You have a your opinion could not be less relevant right now. Here's here, here's a fun fact. 
they cannot do a single house show, not sell a single ticket, and make more money Correct. because of these TV deals. Correct. Yeah, they're good with Roman Reigns. They're not worried about your opinion about Roman Reigns in any conceivable way. They're fine. But I think in general, it's a good thing. I, I, I'm, I'm good with it. Do I have trepidations? Of course, but I have trepidations about everything, right? Like, that's just the nature of being a professional wrestling fan. I'm not always going to get what I want. Bell trepidations. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That's just where I'm at. So, ultimately, I think this is no, a good thing. No, I said oh. spell, spell trepidations. Oh, I thought you said, oh. <laughs> T-R-E-P. That's the easy part. Now, is it an I or an A? I-D-A-T-I-O-N-S. I think that you got it right. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> there you go. Hey! How about that? Yeah, you thought Nailed I was going to F it up. You thought I couldn't do that. I got it. I was totally guessing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at. Any other thoughts about this before we grab a break? Dude, a billion dollars is a lot of money. It really is a <laughs> lot of money, right? Like It staggers you every time you say it, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you realize, you know, we're, we're talking about... Man, I wonder if, you know, WWE is willing to spend for X, you know, Kenny Omega or whatever. Oh, yeah, we can do one SmackDown, get $4 million, and pay, just give him that. I mean, they could have whoever they wanted. <laughs> hey, guess what? It's, it's crazy that they got a billion dollars after NXT was going to ruin the entire company. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the combination of NXT and, and Jinder, Jinder Mahal, Mahal, remember? Wait, look, Jinder Mahal got moved to Raw, and only then did SmackDown yeah, get no, bought, it's, so it's, there you go. That's weird. You, the show that you thought he was going to wreck ended up being worth a billion dollars? That's so weird. Hey, you had to move off of it. You know, just so you weird. get rid of, it's like I said, you get rid of Pyro, it's you get a billion dollars. It's almost like you're an asshole. It's almost <laughs> like you're just an asshole. It's a weird thing. Um, All right. Well, uh, any, anything else on this? Uh, I, I think actually one of the more... I, gotta, I, I do. Honestly, God, I, I really have a question. Like, you think they'd be willing to sell NXT? Like, if I'm oh, the yeah, WWE... If, if I'm FS1 and I can say, oh, let's put... The problem... No, there's not a problem. I, I guess it just depends when you would put it on. And for FS1, yeah, you I mean, probably I, put it on two I mean, they've got college right. basketball. And that, that's the tricky on. thing, yeah. But, no, I mean, I'm absolutely... Right now, if I'm WWE, I am selling every bit of life because we are in... Well, but is, I guess my question is, is there anything that they have to protect as a network exclusive? Ideally, you would protect it. It just it just depends how much you want, how much how much importance the network has right now. You're getting way more money from TV rights than you are from the network. I agree, but you still want the network to exist. You want it, but if someone's offering you, like obviously they're not going to offer you a billion dollars for NXT, but if they're offering you, let's say seventy million a year for NXT, man, it's hard to say no to that, man. What about if they came to you and said, "We want"? What if Fox said? We want to be the home of WrestleMania. Mm. Mm. Well, how much does Fox pay for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it, it would have to be... It just depends on the money. But, I mean, everyone has a price. Everybody has a price. I mean, I gotta. I would have to think about it. And that's, if Fox, that's what Ted DiBiase said. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I've heard that somewhere before. If you're Fox, you got to think about it, don't you? If you're Fox, and, like, why wouldn't... you? Just I, think, I guess it depends on, uh, from Fox's standpoint... What, you know, how many viewers can you get? You know, you're guaranteed, God, you know, tens of millions of viewers for the Super Bowl. You're guaranteed tens of millions of viewers. I mean, you're not going to get as many as you get for the Super Bowl, but you're going to, you don't think that, that a WrestleMania oh, I, on I Fox think, wouldn't I, be. Oh, one I think of, it would be, I think it would be big. I think it would absolutely be big. Right. Um, it's something you got to explore. Like, I, I think if I'm WWE right now, I'm thinking about how, what else programming I can get on TV. And if I'm thinking, if I'm an, 
you know, especially for FS1 or something like that, I'm thinking, okay, what else can I add to this deal? Yeah, yeah. Are, are, you know, are quarterly specials worth it on Fox and, uh, during a time when you're not doing much? I mean, you, and you just lost the UFC. Right. Right. I think it's interesting. And by the way, na- nobody's watching NASCAR. Right. NASCAR is dead. Right. I mean, it's By the o- way, oh, it's in, over. Um, well, duh, NASCAR's dead all the damn anthem protests. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. That was the joke. That was right. the joke. All right. All right. All right. Um, Apparently, as of 2013, CBS was paying $1.8 billion for the Super Bowl. Well, you're, it's not, a part... you're not getting that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misread that, that was for of... That was for the deal that got them the Super Bowl every now and then. The full Sunday. My, pr- my producer's calling me. Keep talking. So your producer is Steph. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it just depends how much you would add to it. it that, that's all it is. I Again... If I'm WWE, this is all about business. This is all about how much money you can get. And it's like you said, in five years, it might reach a point where, you know, right now we're at the point where everyone's looking for these live programming because, you know, people are still watching this. Five years from now, could we just be saying, okay, even that bubble's dead. So I'm, if I'm well, WWE, I'm, capt- I'm trying to capture that bubble. Well, but in, in five years, it could be that instead of being on, it, you still want the value of live, but it's just not live on NBC or right. USA. I, I'm it's talking live, about for, for it's television. live on Fox Sports Go, you know what I mean? It's, it's live on Amazon. On, right. My, my point is, as long as the TV stations are, I'm, I'm taking advantage of it now and then looking at that for the next... Uh, yeah. the hey, next hold time. on. You know what just makes me real, think about something real quick? Um, that just I just want to think about how much money Amazon's making, now that you just mentioned them. Because we're talking about WWE's going to give $200, or $200 million a year from Fox to have just SmackDown. SmackDown. Right. Uh, the CEO of Amazon... Jeff, I don't know how to pronounce his Bezos name. or Bezos. Bezos, yeah. Bezos. Jeff Bezos, he makes like $275 million a day. Yeah. That must be nice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> must be all right. And you know what? By the way, you're talking about, eh, no, I don't think they would get it off the network to go on it. But it would not surprise me to see Amazon. Supposedly they were at least peripherally in on these biddings. Amazon and some of these other places. I mean, why wouldn't they be? Right. Why wouldn't well, they I'm a Prime be? member, so I would right. love it. Yeah. Why wouldn't Hulu be? Why wouldn't YouTube be? Why wouldn't Twitter? All of them. You know what I mean? Like that—that's the way that it works anymore. You, 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 ah. There was a funny joke. I don't know if any of you have watched the show. Um, oh, it's called "You're the Worst." It's on uh, FXX. It's very good. It's Aaron's show. Yeah, correct. That's really. I funny. was waiting yeah, for right? that. It's funny. Um, but there was a bit where the one guy's a comedian. And he's like, uh, "Oh, I got offered a show," and they were like, "Yeah, what, 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 what's it on?" They're like, "Oh, it's on Waze." <laughs> like, Waze. It was on Waze. Yeah. And he was going to do a show right. on, on Waze, Waze. Mm-hmm. which like is hilarious. But at the same time, you're like, you know, why wouldn't Waze think about? Putting, I was going like, to everybody say, uses I, Waze. I, I have Waze up, and I usually have a podcast on top of it. That's so what I'm why saying, not? Right? Just like, have... If you're Waze, why wouldn't you start some programming, man? Right. Like, no doubt. All right, when we come back in, we'll talk about the week that was on Raw and SmackDown. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Get Memorial Day savings right now on over 1,300 new and used Toyotas, Chevys, SUVs, trucks, cars, minivans, etc. at Jerry's Auto Group. Up to $11,000 off every vehicle in stock and plenty with financing as low as 0%. Have you been putting off getting a new or gently used vehicle? Well, it's May and no better time to go test drive one than now. So head over to Jerry's Toyota on Bel Air Road and Jerry's Chevrolet and Mitsubishi on Joppa Road and online at jerrysitsaboutyou.com. Special financing with approved credit. Savings 
vary by model. Sale ends May 31st. Back in here, segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main... Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. The main event. AJ Francis of the New York Giants. All right, let's get... uh, You know what's funny? It shows you how antiquated someone being called the million-dollar man Right. (laughs) What a poor... Like, million just, dollars, like come get, on. He'd get by, you know. What I, mean? I remember like, my first million dollars. That shit is gone. Okay, go after yourself now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're the equivalent of Mike Bennett. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's dive into the week that was in WWE on the air um, as both Raw and SmackDown continued this lengthy build towards Money in the Bank. I actually there was a funny no. moment last week where I said to Aaron, "I'm like, hey, Migs is good for next week, right?" And he like looked at me like, "What the f are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because it's a pay per view." <laughs> And he's like, dude, there's not another pay-per-view for four weeks. I'm like, holy shit, that's the way it works now that we've canceled all these pay-per-views, mm-hmm. right? Like, we actually have to wait a little while before we get another one. So the builds continue to Money in the Bank. Um, a couple of the headlines from this week, one being, and Aaron made fun of it already on uh, social media, Shinsuke Nakamura gets to choose a stipulation. It is a dumb bit. It's a dumb bit in general because the stipulation, if you get to choose your own stipulation, your stipulation should probably be, if I breathe, I win the WWE yeah. Championship. It, I, you can be DQ'd, but I can't. Right. You have right. to wear a straight jacket. Yeah. I don't. Like Something like that. If you get to pick any stipulation at all, and considering that Shinsuke Nakamura's a heel, yes. like it's one thing if the face does right. the honorable thing and picks a, a fair stipulation for both guys, right? But Guys, but the thing is, you got to, in kayfabe, you got to think that WWE has like a list of options. Okay, but let, let's say... You can't just like... I agree with you with that, but let's say, first of all, AJ said I was going to choose a Inferno match in Hell in a Cell with a bull strap on a pole match, so he was already joking that he could pick anything, but let's just say it's, it's something, you know, it had to be done before in WWE. They've done a match where only one person has to wear a straight jacket. Look, I, I understand what AJ's <laughs> yeah. saying, which is, and it is a little bit absurd, because we all know, the, the other thing that could happen is that Paige could just walk back in and say, I'm nope. not. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I know we told you you could pick that any stipulation, but I'm not going to allow it to happen. And I'm the general manager, so it doesn't effing matter, yeah. right? Like, so look, I, I get that there is some absurdity to it's, it. It's silly, is what it is. It's not a deal breaker. It's just very, very silly. All that being said, um, I, I'm going to say the same thing I'm going to say the last three times we did this. Shinsuke's winning, right? Like. Aaron's doing this wacky bit where he hates the stipulation thing. This is usually Glenn's job. No, no. I I hate the fact that Shinsuke picked a match where he gets no advantage when he could have picked any I match. do think that if you're a heel, like, you're supposed to pick you, something you could, that... You could have had Paige just come out and say, last man standing, and it would have made perfect sense in the, you know, in the way they've developed the matches, and I would have had no problem with it. The fact that Shinsuke picked this makes no sense from a storyline standpoint. You know they're both not going to stand at 10, right? Oh, my God. If they do that again. If we do this again. <laughs> if this happens again, I'm going to lose my shit. If they do seven straight Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles matches. With like, no winners? My God. No, I'm, here's, here's the problem. Like, a last man standing, again, I, I go do this as an antiquated thinking. A last man standing match should be the, the last match of a feud. And the only way this is the last match of a feud is if AJ wins. 
Um, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I guess that's there's something to be said for that. that if if Shinsuke wins, then it's even at some point. Although I think you could argue that a last man standing is this is it. I think you can argue that like this is the end all be all of matches because it's last man standing. I think you can make the stipulation overrule that. And also they've had plenty of instances before where they could just have the other person find something that they have more interest in than than having another match. So there are ways to get around that. Um, that's one this week. A couple other things that jumped out at me. I, I, I was almost stunned the club uh, beats the Usos. Like, where'd that come from? I mean, I, I like it because I, I, I like think the, the club. club is about to rejoin with AJ Styles, and I think that's the next big stage after he loses the belt. Interesting. I think that's reasonable. I Interesting. think I, I think they're just they need to push. You know, we're we're talking all about money. Like this, they paid these guys a lot to come over here and do not do a lot. They I think they're not. Yeah, their their contracts I think are coming up soon. So this might be a all right. You know, you guys want to stay here. We're going to give you this push that we've been owing you for two years now. I mean, I, I'm for it because I like the club. Yeah. Um, I do. I mean, let's not pretend they haven't been pushed before, Aaron. They were WWE Tag Team Champions. It was brief, you know what I mean? Like, it was a... But you're right, that did happen. But they've been mired in sort of, honestly, kind of being jobbers for the last few months. They did the bit where they, like, briefly were working with Finn Balor, and that just disappeared without any explanation one day. Like, they, bye, we're gone now. I, I don't I don't know what to make of it. I, I think you're right. And I think there is something to be said for the Usos don't necessarily need to be back in the title picture because they're the Usos and they're great and whatever point you want them back in you can just move them back in it's no problem the club can become heels again easily if you want to do the club and the Usos at some point in the future if you give the club the t- I mean like there's so many options that you have nothing else there's, it's something different if this was you know right. a number one contender match basically then yeah you don't want to have bludgeons Usos again because the bludgeons have just squashed the Usos Several times in a row. Here's my other question. Are we all in on the B team, or are we only in on them because they were with The Miz, and the truth is that, like, alone, we don't really love them all that much? I no, love- they, they, they found lightning in a bottle. I love Bo. I, I want yeah, Bo to I do succeed. love Bo. You're right about that. So, like... Not even... Not, not even... Like, I like Bo, I like Curtis, but I'm saying, like, the, the concept of the B team works, and the, the yeah. T-shirt with the marker drawn on it. Like, yeah. They, they they found something there. Here's what I'm worried. I'm worried that that's have. what they've got. That's what I'm worried. Well, I'm pretty I'm, sure that is what they that's got. That's all for they them. need. Okay. And and you know what? Here's the thing. I've I've given up on my idea that, you know, eventually Bo is going to get the chance to shine and truly become like a top level player. Because I don't think WWE believes that, whether that's fair or not. Right. So I just want to see them on TV, and if it is in this comedy role, I'm good with it. Well, I'm good with a comedy role. I'm fine with that, but I almost wonder if this is going to be something besides a comedy role. That I this don't is think going so. to be more of like genuinely trying to build them as underdogs. That that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I don't know that this is necessarily going to be. I don't think they're going to be Breezango. I think they're supposed to be lovable losers that find some success. Um, I don't know that it needs to be a, a comedy routine necessarily. Although, look, I mean, I've, I guess wait, how did you did you view uh, Heath and Rhino? Which which way did you view that? The lovable well, I mean, losers no, who they, find success they went or the pretty, comedy? They ended up going with a lot of skits. And I, the, I, I view this very similarly to Heath and Rhino. I, I don't. Okay, but they, Heath and Rhino, they took them to the trailer park. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that that's going to be part of what they do here. Um, I think the t shirts are great. I do agree. The t shirts are great. Like, it makes me want to. Yeah, like I'll buy one of those T-shirts, right? Like despite the fact that I can make it for five five cents, um, I like all of those things. I'm all in on it. I think that they should be more 
guys that, that, that are easy to root. They're underdogs. You're rooting for them. I think that's a better direction for the B team than just comedy relief. You've already got that with the team that they're beating right now. Like, you've got comedy relief. You've got Breezango. I think this is underdogs, pure underdogs. Holy shit, look at what they're doing. This is amazing. I think that's the direction that you should be going with the B team. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I think um, that's better. We know more of the uh, of a picture. Uh, interesting that, that Big Cass said, wherever Daniel Bryan's going to be, I'll be there too, right? Like, that's what we heard from Big Cass a week ago. Wherever you are, I'm right there until literally his next match. <laughs> like, I kept waiting. Like, at some point, Big Cass is coming out to ruin this, right? Like, They're waiting until next week for that. Right? They're waiting until next week. I'm sure that's the case, and I'm sure that that's going to be how it ends up playing out. But it's a bit awkward that you did that, and a week later, you had him say, wherever you go, I will be there. And a week later, he wasn't there. I mean, really, really, I'm with you that I do think that he will show up next week and ruin Daniel Bryan's match with Samoa Joe, but really... Really, I, I'm actually a little one. The big thing about that I'm curious about is what made because they had announced Cass versus Joe. What did they change their mind or had they planned on this a few weeks back that they were going to do it this way? So I, oh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a little Why, curious. Is he not hurt? He's not hurt. He he did the same. The the you know he had to be helped out at the house show in Europe or whatever. He did that for like four or five straight nights. But the thing is. He looks like when he walks, he looks like his knee is not cooperating. And he's 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 been re- he wrestled all last week, and it was the same bit where he you know had to be helped to the back at the end of it for several house shows in a row. So everything seems like this is a work. Well, maybe he just heard it every night, and in the morning he feels better, Aaron. For four or five straight, you're, you're still putting him out there as he's, he's feeling better, but we're going to have to help him to the back every time. And he can do yes. a fine match. He a, wants to die can, in the ring. He can do a fine match for a house show. That seems unlikely. It, it, Aaron, I mean, your, after. Your, your sarcasm meter is way off. You're the fucking worst. Apparently, there <laughs> is an issue where he went off script. There And there is that. He also supposedly has heat based on the. Uh, the uh, little person Daniel Bryan thing. What was it? What did he hear? remember a few weeks ago, right before the Daniel Bryan match, where he beat up the midget? Uh, yeah, yeah. Supposedly he they they had gone through it, and he said, "I want to just really beat the crap out of this guy. I want to hit move out after move on him." And they said specifically to him, "No, don't do that. Hit one move, and that's it." And then dis- and then after that, he did he beat the crap out of the guy. Okay, and, okay. And that's the the word on why he would have heat. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or if they just realized, oh, we booked Cass versus Joe, and that's a really weird match to try to book because they're both heels. But they do this stuff. They, they, look at the main event on Raw this week. They booked two faces, right? Well, two like, faces better than two heels, though. I guess, man. I don't know. I felt it was awkward on Monday. Well, it, it was a little bit. But face How it- uncomfortable was it at the end of the show on Monday night when, when Braun went to stand up Finn Balor and like people were genuinely like, dude, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't attack don't, him. <laughs> like, it it was uncomfortable, man. Like, there was a moment where it was like, dude, we love you. Like, we're all in on you, but we would actually turn on you if you did this, right? Like, right. there was a real I, – I felt uncomfortable with the main event on Monday night. Like, I felt like it was a no-win. Like, there, there's no world in which you can let Finn Balor beat Braun Strowman. Like, you can't possibly do that. You can't really even let him look too good against Braun Strowman because this is Braun Strowman that we're talking about. So why are you doing this? Like, why in the world would you have this match 
where you're going to have a guy that we think you're still in on on Finn Balor, and you can't let him look that good against Braun Strowman. And they're both faces. Like, it seemed to benefit no one on Monday Well, that I agree with. And honestly, genuinely, I mean, like, I I don't – I'm not even, like, a nerd. Well, I am. But, like, I'm not like most people. Dude, there was a moment where I was starting to get worried. I was starting to get, like, actually upset at the notion they were about to have Braun Strowman beat up Finn Balor. Like, I was like, no, no, don't, Braun, don't! (laughs) And it's also because my son's favorite wrestler is Braun Strowman now, so I don't want to have to teach him about bad guys and good guys just yet. Right, exactly. Right? Like, I just want him to be able to love Braun Strowman. So, like, I definitely was having a moment like, please don't do this! (laughs) God, I felt like such a nerd. Um, So, I don't, I mean, I don't know why you would feel like you couldn't do it. Especially, that would actually have purpose. It would be... You know, I, I just heel, heel versus heel tends to you, you lose the crowd. Tend to, it's like you know, like you said, you can have face versus face. You had it both on Raw and SmackDown. I hear you. I you don't just know. don't just... tend to. You don't get good reactions out of heel versus. And heel. also, the, the number of second chances that everybody is getting in Money in the Bank. Weird. Like, does any does it, do any of these things matter? Does it no. matter that anybody won or lost a match? To be like, fair, this is a yearly tradition. Like every time there's every, a second, everybody gets second chances. Like it feels like actually usually the last spot is like a second chance battle royal or something. But that like part, that. right? I understand. Yeah. But this is like. Randomly, everybody's getting a second match to try to get in right. The, Plus the battle royal, pl- yeah, and the battle royal on top of that. It's real. It's a real weird bit, right? They're like, and hey, we're gonna have Sonya Deville get like, wait, she just had a match last week. I mean, I get you only have so many performers, right. but like, why did you need to have a triple threat last week when you could have just had a one-on-one match? By the way, I'm all in on Lana. I am oh, so yeah. all in on Lana, dude. Holy s. Lana and Rusev, Mister and Mrs. Money in the Bank. Oh my. Oh my God, that would be amazing! Holy Why are you in on Lana now? Um, I there's something about she looked good. I mean, she the, always the looked, way she danced down there. Yeah, I mean, like she always looks good. Let's be fair about that. Yeah, that's not looks, new. Like, like, yeah, 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 she always looks good. Um, there is something about I was so nervous about her them trying to break up um, uh, Aiden and Rusev and mm-hmm. ha- and using her. It's so much of a better faction with all three of them. It's so much better with. Oh my god! Like the, the, the chant didn't even make sense on Tuesday night, but yet I was doing it in my house. Wait, wait which chant didn't make sense? The Lana's number one. Oh, Lana's that, that was from the the mixed match challenge. Oh, was it? That, that, See, that, that was Rusev. Yeah, that, that okay, was. Okay, if I had yeah. known that, it probably would have made more sense. To me, it was just some stupid chant that that Aiden English came up with, and I was like, "I'm doing it in my house." I was so excited about it. I was all in on that, dude. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was they, amazing. they were not- what? I'm not all in on Lana. She can't wrestle. Well, yeah. Well, she I know re- she can't wrestle, but that's part of the bit. Like, no, I'm accepting. It's not. Rusev can wrestle. Well, I'm not trying to compare her to Rusev. Like, don't get me don't get me wrong. There. Part of the bit to me is that they're just all magic. Like, they, they live in a fairy tale but they're world. They're not. Lana's not magic. She's not. She's not. She has never been. We've complained about her getting opportunities time after time after time. Yes, but she wasn't Literally. with Aiden English then. <laughs> I get literally, more in English now. Literally, you both complained about Naomi's use with the Usos not a month ago. Why is this any different? She just happens to be married to the guy. Well, wait a second. I was... Hang, what? Wait. When Naomi was involved with the Usos while the Bludgeon Brothers well, were kicking the right, shit. Right, I thought it was... I you thought guys it, were like, well, I'm nervous about what's going to come from this. They do the same exact well, thing. Well, I was nervous they were Lana trying to turn Naomi... with. No, I was in English, and everybody loves it. I was worried that they were trying to turn Naomi That's into a valet, which I don't like. Like, I wouldn't like Naomi as the valet for the Usos. I think that would be terrible. Like, Naomi is a wrestler; she's very good. So, I wouldn't like a role in which she becomes their valet, in which. Like, it's just I'm here because you're my husband, and I love you. But that's you not and... what we talked about. I, 
I'm pretty sure that's what I said. What do you think I said? What I said was, when right. she came out, you guys were talking about how when she came out to protect, uh, I honestly don't even know which one of them she yeah, was. Right. One of the yeah. Usos, yes. yes. <laughs> when she came out to protect Oh, God, that sounds <laughs> really racist. We should look into this. God damn it. I think it's Jimmy. That's my point. Yeah. My whole point is that, like, why is it okay? Like, everybody hates when Nikki Bella gets involved with John Cena or when Naomi was entangled with the Usos. Everybody thought that was lame. Right. Why is this okay? Because we don't think that Lana's anything more than a good we, I, th- this is where your point comes into play if i thought lana was a great wrestler i wouldn't want to limit her to just being involved with rusev and aiden english i wouldn't want that in the same way that um if i thought maurice was a great wrestler i wouldn't want to limit her to just being with the miz oh uh, hold on hold on maurice is a former women's champion. i understand and she's a better wrestler she than lana i'm not trying to argue that she isn't a better wrestler than lana but she's not a great wrestler and let's not pretend like she is there was a time there was a time where I wouldn't have given a shit about Nikki Bella being in that role, but the truth is Nikki Bella's actually become a very good wrestler over but, uh, the years. J- Jimmy is the one. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It sounded a little bit less racist. Um, can we get away with that because AJ's uh, not our skin color? Are we allowed to say that we don't know yeah. we can't tell the two Usos apart? Um, well, I was is, the one is there something said, about not being able to what? tell Samoans apart? Is that is that a bit? Oh, God. I don't know. It's not, <laughs> let's move on. Um, uh, I just don't ever want to limit a, fe- a good female wrestler to a valet role, but... In this instance, your argument actually works for why I'm cool with it with Lana, which is Lana's not a good wrestler. She's not. We're not limiting her. In fact, the fact that she's in this situation is giving her more opportunity. This is a totally plausible thing for her to be part of a faction with her husband and and Aiden because otherwise she was literally a valet for another chick wrestler that was doing shit. Like that 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 was her options at this point. Either continue to hang out with another female wrestler that literally isn't on television. Ever, or line up with your husband and his sort of tag team partner slash hype man who are amazing. I think this and one oh makes yeah, a little you, bit you, more you, sense. You can get a hype man out Except of this. Except for the yeah. fact that now Lana got Peyton Royce out of the money in the bank. Now, that, really okay, if you want to make an argument for that, I can understand that argument. But in that, in that individual situation... I, oh, I'm sorry, so, Billy Kay, not Peyton Right, Billy Kay. This is, you know what it is? It's white people. I just can't <laughs> tell them apart. It's just, I can't tell them all apart. All those Australia, all those Kiwis. Yeah, right? <laughs> I had a moment where I felt that way, and it's funny because I actually thought, this is, I swear to God, this is the psychology of what I go through. I was feeling that way for a second. I was like, damn, I would not have booked it that way. I would have not have booked Lana over Billy Kay. Billy Kay should be in the Money in the Bank match. But then I said to myself, you know, if I come in and complain about that on the show this week, you know who's going to make fun of me? AJ, my friend AJ is going to make fun of me for bitching about a booking decision because he's going to say Lana's great and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm an idiot. I love this. I love Rusev Day. I love all of you this. You can have one person in the match. It's an eight-person match. You can have one person kind of be there for. I, but okay, I do think there's a fair question of what exact what exactly Lana's got to go through a ladder, or I don't want her in the match. <laughs> I, I don't think Lana is getting anywhere near a ladder. I don't know. I do think there is something to be said for like in if you're, the money in the bank match. She, she's just going to walk around and no. Get I think killed. there's something to be said for like if you're in this match, you're going to have to be a part of a spot somehow. Somehow. Oh, I mean, she's yeah, going to be like, part of a spot. I don't think she's going over off the top of a ladder. I don't think she's doing any of the huge spots off the top of a ladder or anything. No, uh, probably not. But someone might jump off of a, of you know, a ladder. You know what? You know what? She can of... she can take uh, Ember Moon's eclipse. Yeah, that might be it. That might be exactly what it is that she's there to do. That to totally be the possibility. Um, I do think there's a question about, okay, what Billy, we all love Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, right? We're all in on them. We're all in on the Iconics. We're all in on the Mean Girls bit. We think it's great. But they do need to do something. 
Like, they do need to accomplish something at some point, and this would have been an easy way to have them accomplish something. Like, they, at least one of them won a match to get into the money in the bank. They, they would have been able to say they've done something. I can understand an argument for that, that, like, there isn't a women's tag team division, right. so you can't be waiting for the two of them to do something together. One of them has to do something in order to be relevant. And so I can understand the argument for wanting one of them to have won this. Like, if they can't beat Lana, who had never beat anyone, like, that's not a good sign. You know what I mean? Especially when there's two of them. But there also was an Aiden English. And I'll take my chances with an <laughs> Aiden English. All right, AJ, do your bit. Who had the best match on Raw this week? Um, you know who it was? He had the best two matches on Raw this week. I mean... What do you mean, you mean? Yeah, I, I, was, just thinking, I, was, I was just thinking... First of all, I, I just want to say it was a really good match. But no, those two matches were the two best matches of the night. It okay. just depends which one you like better. I agree. Um, I, agree. I, I personally think that the singles match was better, but it just had a shittier ending because it set up the tag team match. Well, and I agree with that. You know what's really funny is I, I was trying to – I said I had a buddy over. Well, we had our – my old roommate was over watching with us on Monday night, so it was my wife, my old roommate, and I were all sitting around watching. And we had said as soon as they came out, uh, uh, my wife said something like, why are they coming out right now? And I'm like, so they can set up a tag team match. But I thought it was going to be later on in the night. I was right. Like, I thought it was going to be the main event. Um, and they came out of it, and I said, well, what you have to think about is why did they feel the need to not have a finish in the first match and have a finish, and so who's – who do they feel the need to protect? And so, like, what we ended up getting out of that was not what I expected. Like, that was not... I, I thought, literally, the reason that Jinder Mahal was there is to have Jinder Mahal eat a pin. Like, what, why did you feel the need to put Jinder Mahal in that match if he wasn't going to be the one to eat the pin in that situation? So Rollins could get the pin? I, I guess? I mean, I, I think right now they are all on board for Seth Rollins, whatever they can. They want him going over... But you every- don't think they're putting Seth Rollins in the main event of SummerSlam, do you? No, they but could? I, I uh, a they could. Right now, he's the hottest thing on Raw. I understand that, but I but no, I don't. But I think that they want they want him to be the cornerstone of Raw. Right. While, while Brock is away, this is the Seth Rollins show. I hear you, but it's not really. They don't they don't really value Seth more than they value Roman Reigns. They don't. I don't know if that's true. They can't. They don't possibly do that. They, like the, Roman Reigns is going to be back in the title picture as soon as Brock's back. Let's not kid but, ourselves. But is I think they're trying to create a secondary thing that's a really big deal, and I do. I think yeah. that's where the Seth Rollins things comes into play. I think they're trying. No, to, what I really think they're doing is when does Dean Ambrose come back? Who the fuck knows? I mean, we had thought that it was going to be sooner, but I, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of conversation about that. There's not a lot of uh, of, of rumblings about his return at the moment. My point being, he's going to be back. He's going to be back before SummerSlam, I think. Uh, based on when he got hurt and what the, I, I I could see, you know, if if he's not ready till till July, do they hold him off till right after SummerSlam? You know, something like that. Because that's probably let's see when if this was October, November, so we were thinking nine months at the yeah. time. So that would put him right around July, somewhere around there. Now, do you do you rush him back for SummerSlam, or do you just wait him for the night after SummerSlam? There, there's I that think question. that you I think you bring him back before SummerSlam because everybody talk about turning him heel, right? What better way to turn him heel than to have Seth Rollins be on this roller coaster, not even a roller coaster, just rocket ride where he's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. He's teaming with Roman. Oh, my God. Dean's back. This is going to be awesome. The shield. We got the shield again. And Dean Ambrose ruins everything. Well, I've said that I think that the best way if if what they're still if they're still forcing the idea that we want to have a face Roman championship win at SummerSlam, 
the the only plausible way to get that is to go to use the shield again to try to protect, right? Like that's what they they wanted to do. They wanted right. to do that the last time, and it was working right up until the moment that Dean Ambrose got hurt. You know what I mean? Like it was it was successful. They had not they were getting cheers for Roman Reigns at that point. I absolutely think that if you can get Rome, it would get Dean back in the next month, that you could just do it again. That you could say, let's just pick up where we left off, and let's try to get to SummerSlam with the Shield existing, coming out together. And that that time, I don't think you'd be able to abandon that the way that they tried the first time. Right. I think that you, because of the short amount of time, you need to keep them walking out to the arena together for matches. Go that route. Who keeps calling me? I don't understand why people are trying to get in touch with me today. Um, but you go that route. Um, I think that's the better way to do it. And then maybe you have, say, Seth with his belt and Roman with his belt, and they're all celebrating in the ring at the end of the night uh, at SummerSlam, and then you have Dean, you know, uh, lose his mind on both of them and walk out of the arena after laying them both out. Like, that, to me, would be phenomenal. But we'll see. We'll see where we're at with that. Speaking um, of what else they could do with Roman Reigns, where the fuck have the authors of pain been? That's a good question. I totally forgotten about that. I mean, that. the whole tag division is kind of absent right now on Raw, outside of the B team. Yeah, but like, like, you know, yes, it's I one know. thing for this is you're trying to get them over, you're debuting them. It's supposed to be a big deal, and where the fuck are they? Like, I know for the first week they were still to- first few weeks they were still touring with NXT, but yeah, that is weird. It is weird. You're right. It's super weird. I mean, they they are touring with Raw, like as far as the house shows go. Yeah. So they, they're showing up to those. I think it's just they're so focused on Money in the Bank that they've kind of ignored the tag division. Yes, that's a mistake. All right, um, anything else? Oh, uh, update the standings, AJ. So now, after 20 weeks of 2018, Roman Reigns is officially 8, 11, and 1 against the entire Raw roster. I just want a quick question, and this, this is, I'm not trying to make a point. I'm genuinely curious about this. Since Kevin Owens has come over, it seems like he's popping up a lot in this. How, how, what's his record on this? Man, we're gonna keep uh, I'm just Kevin curious. Owens has won 5... Five of the last eight. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. All right. Um, almost, almost as impressive as when Roman won. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost as impressive when he started the year off winning six of the first eight. There we go. Well, I mean, if you think that's a big deal. By the way, uh, we, I, we can't finish this segment without talking about the abomination. Do, do we have to? in the flying fuck? Is it just as simple as Vince thought dressing up three dudes yes. as chicks was hilarious? Yes. And, okay. It's right. it's it's we get it once a year. We got it last year with the the This Is Your Life Bailey with yeah. Alexa. We got you know yeah. the old day the year before that. Yeah. Once a year, there's the complete train wreck segment that goes down as the worst moment of the year for most embarrassing moment in the year for WWE. This is that. Yeah, but this is on the heels of the last embarrassing moment for Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley feeling completely dead. I mean, it oh, just yeah. feels like completely DOA for Bobby Lashley at the moment. Yep. And that's not the way that things should be going for Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley should not. When we were talking about Bobby Lashley coming in and fighting Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, now we're talking. We were well, wrestling fans were. They were wrestling fans. Okay, I'm not. Okay, you didn't have to be one of them. Yes, we 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 we. They're paying Bobby Lashley a lot of money to be a joke. I mean, it's it's awful, and they keep replaying the goddamn like the after the interview segment aired. They should have burned it. They should have said, okay, never bring that up again. It missed. It's what it is. We just live with it. Maybe we'll make fun of it one day down the road, but we, don't, we do not continue to go on about it. They have built everything from that awful, awful segment. It is embarrassing. It's 
terrible. I feel bad for Sammy for having to be involved oh in it. Oh, my God. It's so dreadful. So dreadful. All right. Anything else that we need to touch on from uh, this past week? Uh, nope. Not, no, not really. All right. Very good. When we come back in, Joe Coff is going to join us. He is the COO of Ring of Honor. we got a lot to talk to him about. We're talking about all the WWE stuff in the past week. We'll talk to him about a billion dollars for a wrestling television show. You think uh, maybe Ring of Honor is considering getting into the live weekly television program business. It's interesting. We'll ask him about it. We'll do it next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What could be better than a night out at the ballpark with the Aberdeen Ironbirds? How about five nights at the ballpark to five sold-out weekend games? With the Ironbirds' best ticket plan, you'll get to see fireworks, a national entertainment act, or a special guest appearance every game, while reaping the rewards of a season seat member like a unique giveaway and a priority access to playoff tickets and special events all for just $50 a seat. For more information, go to ironbirdsbaseball.com or call 410-297-929. That's 410-297-9292. You and your family don't want to miss out on the Ironbirds' best ticket plan ever. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. No AJ right now. He'd duck out for just a minute. But that's all right because, you know, we found a man who's a little bit more important than AJ. That's just the way that it goes. We are blessed uh, locally to have so many options in the world of professional wrestling, including one of the more significant companies in the world right here in our backyard. And speaking of the world... Best in the world, see what I did there, is coming up at the UMB. Yeah, right? Not bad. Every now and then I can be a broadcaster. There you go. Coming up at UMBC (laughs) Events Center on June 29th, and it uh, includes Dalton Castle versus Cody for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Joining us, the COO of Ring of Honor, our first opportunity to chat with Joe Coff here on Jobbing Out. Joe, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to talk to you, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, thank you for making the time for us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we're huge fans. Let's just start with that. We've been, we've sat through uh, many a four-hour night at uh, various locations around, whether it's the Myers Pavilion or Dewburn's Arena. Arena. We've been through that, and we're really excited about the UMBC Event Center. And there's so many places I want to go with this conversation. But let me start with that because we had missed. Here's the thing about you guys being based in Baltimore. We had missed you guys around here for a little while. It it felt like it's been over a year, right? What happened is is this now? Is there a a idea that maybe with this new building at UMBC that this could become something that's maybe somewhat regular here in Baltimore? Well, that's our hope. I mean, after the last set of events, and uh, you know, those buildings sufficed in in our very early days, and they were really just passable even at that time. I like the Duburns. I was sad when we had to leave Duburns because I think we did a good job in dressing up that building. And we did a good job with the other building, too, the Myers. But, you know, we, we have graduated as a company to um, real buildings. And I, I say that, not that Myers and DuBurns aren't, but these are buildings that are built with rise, you know, raised stands and, and yeah. good, good eye line and good sight lines. And, you know, it's just that we feel our fan deserves that experience. We're now streaming live every show we do. That's not a TV taping. So I, I think... I think we've stepped up our game as far as where we're running our shows. And, uh, of course, our hope is that this would become a somewhat of a permanent home for us in Baltimore. A lot will have to do with our experience there, the fans' experience there, and what kind of support we're able to get. 
You talk about taking a step up in arenas. Uh, the new UMB Event Center seats 5,000. The next day you're going to the Patriots Center, which is obviously a huge arena. Yeah. What, what was the decision to start running these, these really big buildings? Again, I think it has to do with the production of the, the product. And we think there's a the greater demand than 800 or 900. I'm, I'm not sure. We've done 6,000. We did 6,000 in New Orleans. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're capable of doing these size buildings. Um, you know, the pay-per-view's a 9 o'clock start, and uh, it's going to be a great show, as you, you mentioned, the title match. But every match on that card is just going to be sensational. And that's always been a great show for us. Um, and there's always something that happens. And it has, as they do at all Ring of Honor events. But I think everyone who comes out to that building will be comfortable in that building, will feel like they're in a good place to watch wrestling. And uh, I'm just hoping that that all translates to just a great, I want to come back. Um, as, far as, as far as going down to the Patriot Center, yes, it's a bigger building. We understand that. But we're taping TV down there the next day. So be prepared for a little longer show, as you guys so nicely mentioned <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but again, we, comfort's important. If you're going to sit that long, we want people to be comfortable. We want them to, you know, we, we feel we're going to get a good crowd from Baltimore. We're hoping that uh, people will want to do a back-and-back, back, you know, see the, see the, the pay-per-view and see the fallout from the pay-per-view and pick it right up the next night. Um, so we're excited about these two venues. And if, if you go through ROHWrestling.com, our new and improved yep. website, you'll notice all of our buildings are, have been stepped up for the fans' sake. And so, it's, it, Joe, let me ask it this way. Is it crucial to fill every seat in these buildings, or is it more, hey, we need to have a bigger building for the option of having more people there, but also just because, you know, even little things like concessions. No offense to the places you've been before. No, no, but, you, don't, you don't have to. Uh, don't be apologetic for yeah. that. We, we get that. Um, you know, but we're a business, and like all businesses, you have to operate, you know, in, in a responsible way. And I don't think two or three years ago we would have been able to even envision the UMBC Center. And quite frankly, there was nowhere in the city yeah. that had that kind of space. We yeah. were very fortunate and kind of fortuitous that this happened right around the same time because, you know, the difference between a Myers or a DuBurns and then the Royal Farms Arena, it's just there's nothing, there was nothing in between. Right. So this this filled a nice niche for us, and it's easy to get to, and it's accessible, and people know where it is, certainly with the basketball champions, you know, that they were this year in the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, I, think we'll, I think we'll have a lot of buzz. Now, is our goal to fill every seat? Well, right, I'm not, would, right. why wouldn't that be our goal? <laughs> right, I mean, of course. Right. I, I would love that. But it's not, it's not we're not going to judge that based on okay. it. If, it, it. If there's a dollar and cents decision to continue to go there because it makes sense and we feel we can get that next step and someone tells somebody and brings another person in. And that's really what Ring of Honor is. Ring of Honor is just a loyal fan base that has been self-driven and people who've never experienced it come to an event and just go, oh my God, I can't believe I've missed this my whole life. And hopefully they tell a friend and that friend tells a friend and before you know it, you're doing 3,000, 4,000 in maybe a full 5,000 in that building, which would be fantastic. Before we move on from the building, how nice is it to be able to announce that right in the middle of the NCAA tournament? Yeah. I think it was right in the middle of the game, too. It was. It was. Yeah, that was, you know, again, you know, stars were aligned. The wrestling stars were aligned for all that, and we took advantage of that. So yeah. worked out. worked out. Pretty cool. Pretty so, freaking yeah, cool. It was cool. Uh, I mean, Joe- so, much, so much is always happening with Ring of Honor that you forget that to the next big announcement or what was coming sure. next. Or, you know, it, 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 you know, we're a fluid organization that's constantly, constantly not trying to best ourselves, but we just seem to be able to do it. And, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm knocking on wood here that it just can continue because I think we're doing really, really good things. He is Joe Koff, the CEO of Ring of Honor. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. Uh, Joe, all of this comes, and you talk about all these great things from Ring of Honor. It comes in this uh, this really unbelievable time for professional wrestling. And in the backdrop of everything that's going on with Ring of Honor is, of course, this this other event that's occurring this summer, All In, which involves a lot of Ring of Honor talent. And I feel like one question that we've been debating back and forth is, boy, this is weird. Like, there's this other event that's not Ring of Honor's event, but Ring of Honor appears to be very comfortable they're, the fact- all, they're all in qualifying matches on Ring right, of Honor correct. shows. It's, it's got a, there's a relationship with Ring of Honor. You're clearly supporting it even though it's not your event. And some people wonder if maybe some of the performers will say, hey, look, we, we think we can do this on our own moving forward. And we don't need a promotion like Ring of Honor any longer. Like, what, Can you take me through all the, the, the sort of positives and negatives of being involved with this event and, and clearly having some sort of relationship with this event happening? Well, it's a, it's really a fabulous story that really stemmed from one of your colleagues in the in the press, who kind of challenged um, our organization plus Cody and the Young Bucks about their ability, our ability, and it really became their ability because they they took the mantle that we can do it um, to fill a ten thousand seat arena. Um, now, you know, obviously um, they're creative and they are the creative portion of that, and they are the the brilliance of marketing behind that, but there's infrastructure needs, and they really, they really did need our support. And you know, I, I can only state it this way: that you know, if, you know, if, if anyone knows anything about me or my office staff or my management, of course we would be supportive. I mean, creativity and in, innovation is what Ring of Honor stands for. Um, we all share a common trust and respect for the product. We all share a common goal to give the fans what they deserve from professional wrestling. So there was really no question for me in my decision-making that we, too, were going to be all in on this. But I can tell you it's, it's really their show. And um, I, I didn't sell it out as Ring of Honor. They sold it out as all in. And what they were able to do, I think, certainly shines nicely on me. But I can't take one, th- I can't take one thing away from what they achieved. Uh, you know, so all the focus is on them on this show, and uh, we're there to be supportive in whatever role we can play. And I certainly get that. Obviously, the attention that's being paid to the event is good for Ring of Honor, right? It's it's good for you as a company that people are talking about Cody and people are talking about uh, all of these things, right? There's a good thing that comes there. But the other side of it, the side where people start talking about the possibility that wrestlers maybe don't need promotions, is there any concern? at all when you see this happen with 10,000 tickets that that performers start thinking along those lines? Well, you know, again, not every performer can do what Cody and the Young Bucks have done. They might all believe that they can, and I think their egos would take them to that place. And it takes it takes intent and commitment and belief. And these guys have an incredible amount of belief. And I've always found from a management perspective is that People will always follow people who believe in what they believe in. And they believe that they could do this, and they have the the juice to do this. And, you know, this is their time right now. What happens from it will, will, will have to be seen. And, you know, you, you, can't be, you can't be always paralyzed by analysis, and you can't always say, well, what if? Because, you know, these are our guys. They're, they, they're exclusive talent to Ring of Honor. And... That's why we need to be supportive, and that's why we wanted to be supportive. Yeah. I, if, if I believe them enough to be my top talent, 
I, I should give them the latitudes that they asked for for this creative for this creative kind of moment. So that's really what it comes down to. So I'm I'm, I'm really happy about the whole thing. Now that we do have the the sellout of all in, and then we move forward, is there any possibility of Ring of Honor taking a bigger step, especially when we're talking about the possibility of streaming the event? Is that something that you've had any uh, talks to uh, talks no, about? No, we, we have not. I mean, we're just you know we're just a couple of weeks in from taking care of the physical arena sales. Um, we've I, I know the the guys, and I don't field any of those offers yet. I know they have been fielding offers and been having conversations. And uh, you know, right now we're in England. We're going to be in Edinburgh, Scotland tomorrow, streaming from on, on Honor United, and then we'll be in London on Saturday, um, and then Doncaster on Sunday. All streamed and perfect for your audience because the streams will be in the middle of the afternoon tomorrow. Obviously, a work day. I love it. But that that stream is going to be right in the middle of the afternoon, and the weekend streams are going to be perfect. I didn't want to work tomorrow anyway. So I was going to say, wait, it, it works out better if it's during <laughs> yeah. the day during weekends. Yeah, no, what are you that's about? what I'm yeah. saying. For, yeah. for 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 us U.S. people, this stream this stream timing is really really opportune. So I hope that if uh, any of your listeners, and I'm sure you have many, if you're not familiar with Honor Club, go to www.rohwrestling.com, click on the Honor Club. Learn how you can see this show and our shows in Texas and all of our shows that we have been streaming successfully. You can Once you become Honor Club, you can look at the past shows. I mean, this is a really exciting service that we're offering, and I'm thrilled about it. Because to me, guys, it's all about the customer experience and the fan experience. And as you well know, because you've been to those Ring of Honor events, we're a very experiential company. We are not, we are not bound by the traditional five minutes here, two minutes here, that stuff. We, we right. were organic. What happens at a Ring of Honor event, obviously there's rules and obviously there's you know, disciplines that have to be focused from a matter of time. Otherwise, our events, and my guys would do it, would go eight hours and wouldn't think twice <laughs> about it until the, until the end of the eight hours. Then they would look at me and go, that's crazy. But that's, that's how engaged and that's how into their, our fans our guys are. So we have to put some constraints on that. Just another couple of minutes here with Joe Koff, the CEO of Ring of Honor. He's joining us here on Jobbing Out. Joe, I want to I want to dovetail from that into uh, it's been a monumental week in the world of professional wrestling as far as money is concerned and broadcast money is concerned. And I know that this is a different thing than what you guys are doing, particularly because you guys are also your own television company, right? It's it's Sinclair right. um, that we're talking about here. But when you see a billion dollars for a professional wrestling television show being thrown around, does that impact you guys as a company and make you think about your own value of your potential programming or the programming that you already have, of of programming that you might have? Do you you have to think about that at all and and the value of live programming in general right now, what it is? Is is it something that, that impacts you guys in any way? Well, I think I think the impact is positive on the space, and on 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 you know all the companies that are wrestling in it. Am I surprised at the dollar amount? Yeah, because anytime you say a billion dollars, you want to see Doctor Evil put his finger. No up freaking doubt, <laughs> right? But but if you really think about it, if you really think about what they paid, and we'll just take that billion dollars because that's a number that's been bandied about. So that's five years. So that's two hundred million dollars a year. Let's divide that by 52, because that's really what they're paying, because SmackDown or sure, Raw is, yep. is really a weekly program. Mm-hmm. And 
when you break it down to that and the fact that you have almost 100% coverage across the United States and you have probably the second and third most watched program on cable now coming at least one half of it coming to over-the-air television, I think that this was a decision that had to be made by Fox because, as we all know in our business, live programming and live events get rating interest because if that's the only place you can see it at the time you can see it, then it makes sense from a business standpoint. But I always, li- I always like to break things down into finite pieces. Uh, no and we can take that. We can take that weekly license fee and break that down by the hour. And all of a sudden, you're really not paying much more than you might have been paying for scripted programming. Uh, no doubt. And, and obviously, in the value of it being DVR busting is, is very live, important. And right, live, correct, and, correct. And promotional ability. Yep, and no question. You listen, listen I, I, I have the utmost respect. I've said this if you've read me, and Aaron, I know we've interviewed. I have the ultimate respect for that organization. What they have been able to achieve as a business is, is really business school worthy for a case study. But let's not lose sight that they've been doing this for 60 and 70 years. Sure, right, sure. And let's not lose sight that up until Ring of Honor really came into the fold, they were really not challenged from a, from a content and talent standpoint the way they are now. Now, they might, they might look the other way and say that's not true, but just look at their roster and look where they came from. Joe, I think what's interesting for me is, is there any part of, of your company that says – Okay, I know this is it's valuable for us on Sinclair stations, but there's a lot of money that's out there for live programming. Could we consider doing something live? Is this is it a viable option at all for us because it's, it's, of it's been viable it's been viable for the last 6 years because we have we have that distribution. The question becomes when I can get to more of the country and cover it that way, it becomes more attractive. Okay. So, and that's part of what's going on with the, uh, you know, the announced purchase of Tribune that gives us additional homes, and it gives us a lot of other options. Our, our emerging networks like Stadium and Charge mm-hmm. give us a lot more coverage that we have to be able to provide for it to have that kind of cachet and impact. And the good thing about us is that we own it, so we will always we we have the distribution always. So that that's one of the things that when you look at and I'll go to a little business, and I don't want to be boring. When you look at you know, threats and, and challenges and opportunities, the barrier of entry to get on TV for any of these other promotions is, is impossible is unless you get a deal from Fox. Because that's what allows them to keep up that level of quality and probably fuels a lot more of their business than just the TV rights. And I, and I think that's good. They've the, earned it, yeah. by the way. They've totally earned it. They have my utmost respect because of that. I, and, and, and Joe, I, I don't mean to br- just, just keep going on this, but I do think this is the, the, the difficulty of putting together a live weekly television show is, is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a burden. And it's a paradigm shift. It yeah, would be yeah. a paradigm shift. I don't know if it would be a burden. Actually, I think it would be easier. Um, it would be more costly, obviously, but I think it would be easier because then the spoilers don't happen. You can be a little bit more spontaneous. That's true, you, for sure. You can, re- you can react. And one thing... Um, and you guys might agree, we have been very good at surprising the fan. There's very little when we want to surprise the fan with something that gets out. And I think a lot of that has to do with how much we all love and respect our own business. And everyone understands what we're all working for. So 
I think at times it can be easier. And uh, again, more costly, no doubt about it. Um, and then figuring out what is your night. I mean, you know, just because they're not going to be on Tuesday nights anymore doesn't mean that that's the right night. Right. So there's a lot of thought process, and believe me, we do this all the time. This yeah. is this is this is the discipline we put into this kind of process. So I'm excited about it. I didn't I didn't mean to berate you by it. By the way, I was God, just, why are you being you, such a jerk? Know, right? you, God, did you berate me? I, no, I really I, like. I think it's a fascinating question, right? Like, is is a weekly Ring of Honor te- live television show a viable option? And based on your answer, I think what you're saying is it's certainly something that you constantly consider. It's just not it, – there's no easy way to say, yes, we're going to do that next week, right? Like well, the, the, I, I would never say that right. because that's, that, that's, that's a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot more decisions involved in this and there's a lot more logistics and you just don't – look, Fox is not starting this until October of 19. Right. 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 All right. So let's, let's not go crazy. It's not starting tomorrow? Come Right. This isn't like switching from this Friday night, you know, this Tuesday night, and it's going to happen in October. But it's not happening that quickly. They also, and Fox has to gear up, and Fox has to get their stations primed and get their sales sold. And uh, I think, look, it's Fox's strategy. Um, Fox's strategy when they sold to Disney was to stay in the live sports and local television. What a combination. Um, let Disney handle the movie studio. Let Disney handle the creative stuff. Yeah, they're doing this all right with that. They're doing, they're doing <laughs> fine. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful – look, these are smart people that are all involved in these processes. And with a lot of thought, and, and, and but again, that billion-dollar figure, and who knows what the raw figure is because that hasn't come out yet. Right. But again, for USA Today, how, how can they not keep it? Oh. I, I mean, that, 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 that's the analysis. There are, there are geniuses, um, way smarter than me, that are crunching these numbers constantly to say, is this a good business decision? And, you know, right now, WWE is the big winner because they're the recipient of all this. It's now up to the other networks and up to WWE to deliver a product that's going to get the ratings, that's going to mitigate those costs. No it's very complicated, as you can tell. I don't know how interesting it is, and I hope I'm not boring you or no, your audience. I, I, think, we're, we're, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, we're, I, we're spending a good chunk of our podcast yeah. talking about this I, thing, so we I love really your perspective. I really think it's fascinating, Jim. Well, I, I, think, I think it's important for the fan to know whether how this works as opposed to, is Jay Lethal going to get back the championship? You know, you know I, I love those conversations, too, because right. I love him. But at the end of the day, we're still a business. WWE is a business. Ring of Honor is a business. And businesses need to operate as businesses, not as some fantasy game for the fan. If we do our jobs well, we understand that that's the content and product we're putting out. That's what we have to be good at. But at the end of the day, it's dollars and cents. You know, one one real big difference, especially, you know, as we're looking at it now, is, is WWE, they rely on these TV deals, while Ring of Honor is really a lot more about these live events, these live shows, and, and getting and being involved. Do you ever see that paradigm shifting towards the broadcast over the uh, the live events? I think I, I think we're constantly shifting. Um we will never get to that point, I don't believe, because we're not set up to do that. Just remember that the WWE is an organization. That's their business. Ring of Honor is an operating unit of a much bigger entity, and that's not their primary business. So we're here to serve our stations. That's, that's who we're serving. We're serving our stations in our markets, providing them with content and original content, bringing a product you know, live-streamed or into a market live, really serving our, our marketplace. Um, as we can expand our marketplace, I think you can see different things happening. 
So all of the things that you're talking about and all of the, you know, the dreams and hopes that we're kind of playing with here can all happen. It's just not going to say, it's not going to say, starting October of 19, we're also doing the same thing. <laughs> that that's, that yeah. I can tell you. If that does happen, it's because it was well thought out and we decided that, yes, it was right to pull the, you know, right to pull the trigger. And I don't mean to be so violent in that. At that time. I understand what you're saying. All right, so this is the dirty little secret. I told uh, Joe that we need 15 minutes, and he said, ha, 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 you're going to need me for more than 15 minutes. And, I'm, I'm, and I have it, yeah. guys, so just and, don't all right, like all right, All right, good, because i got a couple more. We haven't even yeah, talked about the dojo, the dojo yet, yeah. so we got to do that. Joe Koff is with the CEO of Ring of Honor. Um, we talk about the commitment to Baltimore, and obviously this is a, a huge commitment as you guys are going to be opening up the Ring of Honor dojo here in June. Tell for somebody who says, "Hey, that sounds cool. Like that sounds neat." But I don't really want to become a professional wrestler. I'm just a guy who likes eating nachos and watching professional wrestling. Well, then that's fine. The dojo should have no appeal or interest at all. <laughs> and and that's the beauty of America and and having your right to to like what you want. But what that fan who likes to eat nachos and watches wrestling wants to see new people and wants to see new stars. And with our, with our strategy for the new dojo, that's what we're hoping to do. We're hoping to develop more of our own talent inside of the Ring of Honor style and respect of the brand. And we're very, very excited. It's a lovely, it's a lovely facility. Um, it's, not a, it's not a school in the traditional, you know, sign up to that. We're, we're looking for people who are ready to be ready, that are ready for TV. Or, or on the precipice of being ready for TV. And we're going to have people scouting and uh, other promotions, and other promotions have called us and said, we have this guy, we have this guy. Well, that's what we want. Now, we will continue to do tryouts, which has always been a mainstay of Ring of Honor, where for a fee we can look at you and, and, and you'll be judged and coached by the best in, in our company. Um, that will continue, but that's really not the idea of the dojo anymore. The dojo is to ready people for our television and our product. Uh, where is it, just because we're local, where, where is it, uh, Joe? It is, it is down near um, Arundel Mills. Okay. okay, all right, cool. Uh, could could we see you know as you said these are people who are you know looking to take the next step who are uh, in a lot of ways ring ready could we see some shows run out of the dojo and could we almost see an NXT crop up from this year version of an NXT? Well, I don't even want to go to that because I I I, I don't I don't want to be compared again. I mean I think right. I think what we do is I think people are are saying about NXT that they're all Ring of Honor guys or you know whatever. Um, I think I think as we develop talent there and because of the way the building is set up and it's. Uh, it's shootable and camera ready. I think you'll see some future of honors YouTube or um, content for the Honor Club. I think you will start seeing that because we want we want this to be a, a, it, it is pretty much in the vein of maybe the Performance Center for NXT where you get your guys ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we have lots of opportunities to 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 get these people in matches and get these people involved. So I have a lot of confidence. I really. I was a blesser of this project. I really cannot take any credit for it other than having the vision of what it's supposed to be. This really goes to uh, Greg Gilliland, who's my general manager, and Hunter Johnson, who does creative. This, this is their vision. And, you know, just like the Young Bucks, I'm supportive of these things because they believe that this is the way we should go. So we'll see. Why now, I guess? You guys have always had almost an unofficial dojo that's kind of traveled around. Why now for the, the physical dojo? Well, I think, I think it's geo, geography more than anything. We, we had a 
don't forget, we bought Ring of Honor back in 2011, and it was a Bristol PA company. And a lot of the guys lived in that area, and it really became their workout space as opposed to a school. There were some students that came out of there, and a lot of the stars you see on Ring of Honor television come out of that program. But uh, we wanted to elevate it where it's not a beginner-level school. We'll do the tryouts to look to see if we see any hope or to see anything in anybody specifically. But we want this to be a finishing school, not a beginning school. And that just changes the whole dynamics on who you bring in, who we bring in to work with them, what the expectations are. All of this is going to be laid out very, very clearly. Because really, if you're not in the WWE, and I, uh, granted, you can be an impact, and I'm not saying anything yay or nay, you want to be in Ring of Honor. First of all, Ring of Honor has been a proven stepping stone to bigger and better things for lots of performers. So... Why not have real match experience inside of a culture, inside of an environment that's very conducive, very conducive to creativity on your part being listened to and actually becoming part of the process as opposed to a command and control, this is who you are, this is how you have to be. When you come to a Ring of Honor event, and this goes back to All In and why I think Cody and the Young Bucks felt that we were the right organization at least to ask permission for. Yeah is because we believe in what they believe in, and they do really, really good creative, and they're fan-pleasers. And isn't that the name of the game at the end of the day, is to please the fans? And hopefully, hopefully we can make it as attractive as possible for them to keep their, their, their belts in our, in, our, in our building. But, you know, Ring of Honor has seen a lot of people come and go, and this is nothing against those guys. I don't want them to go. I love them. But, you know, CM Punk left, and Daniel Bryan left, and Kevin Steen left, and El Generico left, and Adam Cole has left, and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And these are people, by the way, I loved. I loved. But you know what? For some reason, the organization's never been at a higher point. So I think if we stick to our fundamentals and do the right things and preserve our core but stimulate the progress of the brand, I, I'm really not fearful of anything. I want to wrap with that, if I can, Joe, just a, sure. a, a thought with that. You know, I think we've talked a lot about the idea of Ring of Honor being the solid number two promotion in all of professional wrestling, right? Like, that, that's, that's what you guys have accomplished, and it's remarkable, right? You mentioned WWE has, obviously, it's, it's insane, right? Like, it's just bonkers to compare that way. But is there yeah, a we world? Know, the, gulf, the gulf between one and two yeah. is so large it, right. that it doesn't matter that we're the number two. I think it's good for the business. And I think the pressures we've put on creatively and on things we've done and, and how things are going has actually made them a better organization. I, I, I think you're 100% right but about that's, that. But that's yep. what happens with ergonomics. You know, yep. the harder you work something, the harder it works for you. So I'm going to take a small amount of credit, not a lot, because I don't have that kind of ego. But the wrestling business has gotten better because of Ring of Honor and what we've done inside the wrestling business in the last five I don't think years. anyone would, yeah, I, think, I don't think any fair. reasonable person would argue with that. So, I mean, I, I and, just... And, and that's, so that's as complimentary yes. as I can get about the work we do. At the end of the day, it's nothing. It's nothing against the, the, the monster that they really are. But, I, I, you know, let's, let's have this conversation 50 years from now. And, and, that's, let's, okay. and let's just see where that is. Is, is there a thought to, we'd like to close that gap? Or is there a more of a, look, practically, that's just not who we are as a company. We don't think that way. 
You're exactly correct. I would answer that. If you didn't state it that way, that's exactly how I would answer okay. it. It was never set up to do that because they, that's their business. This yep. is just a piece of our overall business. And it's just set up differently. Um, doesn't mean that we can't evolve because we're ever evolving. And I think organizations that don't evolve just die. And I don't mean to, no pun intended. But I think that's important. Could we ever get there? I, I, you know what? I can tell you looking forward, and I think if we look at organizations, I, I see us being a, a sustainable organization going forward as opposed into the mind of just a select few and what happens when those few go away. No question. Now, I don't want to see that happen to anybody because I love what they do as far as a business and the space. You know, it, as you said earlier, very astutely, they get a billion dollars on the number two promotion somewhere in the value proposition is Ring of Honor's got to be worth a lot more today than it was the day before they made that announcement. I would think so. I can't translate that to dollars, though, but it does exist. So I, I, I think it's all working. And right now, wrestling's on a, an incredible high. It's a very cyclical business, no question about it. We need to maintain that and continue to do what we do best and not be distracted by the noise of everyone else. Best in the World is coming up June 29th at the UMBC Events Center. Get your tickets, rohwrestling.com, to find out more and all of the incredible things that are always going on with Ring of Honor Wrestling. Joe, love this conversation, man. We need to do this uh, more often, uh, every few months if we can, if you don't mind. I would love that. that. No, Re I would love that. Really all, appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. You guys, you guys brought it to the right place. You brought the right spirit, and I appreciate that. Because, like I said, if we want to talk about talent, I can do that, too. But... There's nothing like getting an understanding of what, what the business essence is, and I like to talk about that. So thank you for this. Great stuff. I mean, really, really fascinating information from Joe Koff there, the COO of Ring of Honor. Um, you know, that's just a side of the business that uh, we don't get to discuss as much with, with intelligence, and so I appreciate him giving us that intelligence. I, I think they're a long ways off from being able to consider it, but my God, if I'm, if I'm Ring of Honor and I'm looking at a billion dollars mm -hmm. for Smash, as he said, look, you're now more tangibly, everything about professional wrestling is more ba valuable because SmackDown's worth a billion dollars. There, there's a reason that MLW is able to get it, even if it's on a small network. Right, like why, why these small wrestling companies are able to get deals now because wrestling as a whole is getting more valuable. But if it was live. Oh, yes. If you could provide live weekly program. And again, it's more awkward for Ring of Honor because of the Sinclair thing. But if you can provide live weekly programming, how valuable that would be for any company. Right. I mean, it's not a billion dollars. I'm not trying to pretend like it is, but it's, it's worth a good chunk of change. So interesting stuff from him. All right, uh, AJ's back as we wrap up for the week. Guys, next week I want us to do a, uh, a full booking of SummerSlam, but I just want to tease that this week. As of right now, you're in charge. Give me your championship match for the two main titles, Raw and SmackDown, Give me your ideal, what you want to build to right now as far as a championship match at SummerSlam. All right? That's it. We'll do the rest of the booking when we, you know, next week. But just right now, the two championship matches that you'd like to be building towards for SummerSlam. And I bring it up for two reasons. One, because we were just talking before um, we talked to Joe Coff about the fact that um, there were some people that wanted to see Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my i figured out what i want a week ago and it's part of the reason why i was freaking out about braun Strowman this week i love brock lesnar braun Strowman, roman reigns i love that 
I need it like I need air to breathe right now. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got a little bit of, we don't know if we like this guy. We don't know if we... It's got everything. And Braun Strowman needs to be in the championship picture. The fact that they continue to try to both make him unbeatable and yet hide him from the championship picture is a bit absurd. Um, Like, you can only do that for so long. At some point, he's better than everybody. He should be in the championship picture. So my raw championship match, if I was ideally building right now, would be triple threat between those three guys. That would be what I would be attempting to do moving forward. Um, on the other side, it's a little bit more. Look, I think we all want to see Daniel Bryan and The Miz at SummerSlam. Not for the title, I know. That's the, that's the question, right? Like, do you want to see it for the title? Because it would take a lot of work in order to get that point. So if it's not that, what is it? And I do struggle with that a little bit more. I struggle with who I would want to see in that picture. And the biggest problem for me is I particularly struggle because I don't think you can have Shinsuke Nakamura lose another championship match. But the best thing that I can come up with for SummerSlam at the moment is AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. You got mine. (laughs) That's the best one that I can come up with. Mine is AJ Styles, Samoa Joe with Miz cashing in at the end of the night. Or at the end of the match. Okay, I'd be good with that. I'd be good with that. What's your Raw? Uh, My Raw, I... Just because we have gotten so many of the multi-man matches uh, at the big pay-per-views with Brock Lesnar, I I have no problem with including Roman. I I think just because I'd like to see a singles match there, I'd like to see Brock Braun. But if you gave me the triple threat, I'd have no problem with it. All right, very good. Uh, AJ, give me yours. Um, I think that the best possible outcome would be a triple threat match for the uh, I'm sorry, yeah, triple threat match for the Raw Universal title being Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins, in which Dean Ambrose costs both Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Okay. All right. Very interesting. And then on SmackDown? On SmackDown, I have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan with an immediate cash-in on Daniel Bryan. By the Miz. So you're trying to build out Daniel Bryan, the Miz, all the way to, to Mania next year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, just a little bit more indirectly. All right. Yep. Very good. All right, uh, let's get our plugs in. AJ, we'll start with you. Tell everybody what's coming up uh, with Frank and, and this France Sports Academy, the whole deal. Um, yeah, so uh, I got my mixtape 69 coming out on June 9th, two weeks away now. It's crazy. Um, it's gonna be It's going to be dope. Um, everybody can check that out when it drops. Um, other than that, I'm just doing a lot of radio and TV stuff in New York. Um, I'll probably be on busted open soon. So I'll be able to plug Love it. a job. And I literally, while we're sitting here and I'm talking to you guys, I just got a text from one of the guys that busted open that asked, can I come on tomorrow morning? I Hell yeah. I Hell Cause yeah. I have OTAs, but I mean, if they're that pressed for Frankie baby, I mean, it's only my <laughs> time. you know, so, uh, yeah, we know uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to, and for me and my life, and it's a good time for you two losers to ride my coattails. I mean, well, just bring us a billion dollar contract and then we're good. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, no question. No question. All right, great stuff. Uh, social media, people can follow and, you. And you can follow me and everything that I do on social media at, on Instagram and Twitter at AJ Francis410. Once again, that's at 
AJ Francis four one zero. Excellent, uh, AJ. You're on or Aaron. You're on Twitter at the AO Stare. The show's on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. Uh, email Jobbing Out Show at Gmail Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Uh, we talked about the Ring of Honor Dojo. I'm trying to talk to some of the trainers involved, figure out exactly what this is going to be, what it can be, and uh, why they're doing it. So keep an eye out for that in the Baltimore Sun. Very cool. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website for me. Thanks again to Joe Koff, uh, Ring of Honor COO, for joining us this week. For Aaron Oster and for the main event. Vent, 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 vent. I still think he has another one in him. Vent. Yeah! AJ Francis, <laughs> the New York Giants. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing out!